Well, hello, this is exciting. Welcome back to season two, episode one of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you've had a at least a survivable last three months because obviously the whole world is still going through so many different things because of COVID-19. Because I want to say, what have you been up to? But so many of us, it's, well, I'm still at home. I haven't really done anything, so I'm not going to ask because that's literally what I've been doing. I've just been at home, getting better at my cleaning and my housework. I thought, you know what, while I've got all this extra time, practice a routine so that you stop being so messy and you keep on top of it. It's going well so far, I have to say. I am so excited for this season of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You, because I already have so many fantastic guests lined up for you. We are going to be diving deeper into grief and relationships and so many different issues that come up with those two areas of our lives. But instead of keep chatting here, I'm going to start this week's episode. This week is me talking about something that's actually been quite pivotal for me. It might not be for some of you, but for me it is. This month, March 2021, marks one whole year of me being single. So let's start the episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. This time last year, so March 2020, around two weeks ago, my whole life changed completely. My husband moved out within a few days before the first lockdown here in the UK. And a few days before that, I'd actually lost my job. So I was feeling completely clueless. I had no idea what the hell had just happened in March. It just seemed to be one thing after the next. And I had no idea what was coming next. All I knew is that I was going to be spending a minimum of three weeks completely alone without anybody being able to come and see me. It was just going to be me and my two cats, Louis and Bertie. And obviously, we now know a year later, these lockdowns are still happening. But back then it was, it's just going to be a three week lockdown and we'll see where we go. We were kind of judging it every three to six weeks, if I remember rightly back then. And I'm not going to lie, I was terrified. I knew it was the right thing to happen, but I just felt so alone and I couldn't work out what I needed to do next. I mean, I am very fortunate. I have a fantastic support network around me. I have a great relationship with my mum and my brother. I have a couple of groups of really close girlfriends who were amazingly supportive. They would call every day, check in on me several times a day. And that was, I needed that more than I can tell you. But in a normal situation with a breakup, they would be round here. I'd be over there. We'd be planning nights out. We'd be just doing things to keep me distracted and help me navigate the next few weeks that were to come. But I couldn't do that. They couldn't come over. I couldn't go and see anybody. I just had to sit in what I will now describe as a grief for the end of my life as I had known it for the last 10, 11 years. Going through any kind of breakup is absolutely horrific and heartbreaking, no matter how long you've been together, because I believe it's all about the connection. You could have known someone for five months and be absolutely in love, head over heels, and have this incredible connection, more so than someone who's been with somebody for, say, 30 years. It doesn't matter about the time, it's the connection that you had with that person. 
There were two things for me that were very different this time about going through a breakup. And the first one is quite obvious. I haven't been married before. It was my first time going through a marriage breakup, which was just so different on every other level. Because again, it might sound obvious, but when you break up with someone and you're married, your mind knows the relationship has ended, but you are still tied to that person. I mean, technically, we're still married now. And it's a very strange feeling to get your head around because in your head, you want to start afresh. And although on so many levels, you start to do that and you start to build those foundations for yourself, you are still in some way tied to this other person. And the other factor that was very different for me was going through a breakup in a lockdown. Now, obviously, I would handle a breakup differently now. I'm 31. The last breakup I went through, I was 18 or 19 years old. But I'm going to be brutally honest, when I was in my teens, from the age of 16 to 19, I constantly had a boyfriend. I had two or three relationships that were well over a year in length, and I developed quite serious relationships. However, if I ever got to the stage that it wasn't working for me anymore, I outgrew the relationship, whatever it might have been, I didn't just end the relationship. I waited until I'd met somebody else, and then I would have a bit of a flirtation. I would be confident enough that they liked me. And then I would casually end my relationship, but jump straight into that one. It was a complete avoidant tactic. Not that I knew it then. My brain was just that you always needed a boyfriend to be whole. It's very backwards, I know, but we've learned this. There's so much around this that we already know around women, but that was my mindset. I needed a boyfriend. And this is the first time since I was 15, 16, I was completely alone. I wasn't going out meeting people. I couldn't go out and meet people. I couldn't go and have the distractions with my friends, going to a bar, even enjoying a brief flirtation, a little bit of an ego boost as a pick-me-up. I couldn't do any of that. I just had to sit in my feelings about the end of my marriage and do my best to come to terms with it, which I am so grateful for now because I've now learned how to properly deal with a breakup, something that I had never learned before. I find it really interesting to look back and look at my view on relationships when I was younger and even in my last long-term relationship because I used to convince myself that I'd had a whole year of being single. My first year of uni, I was single, I was having loads of fun, I was doing this, that and the other. My first year of uni, I was an absolute mess. There was a lot of personal things going on. So I was actually slightly depressed and I didn't know it. I hadn't been diagnosed yet. And I moved to university with a boyfriend from home that I even knew that I didn't want to do, but it felt safer, so I let him come. And that lasted six or seven weeks before the whole thing exploded, like I knew it would, but I still did it anyway. And then I just spent the rest of the first year desperately chasing guys. And once he moved out, I may have been single, but I spent every night out looking for boys, looking for attention, meeting anybody that showed the slightest bit of interest in me, and going for it. I That was my sole focus. It wasn't studying. It wasn't trying to get good grades. I mean, I went to every lecture. I was a bit of a goody two-shoes, but it wasn't my focus. My focus was on trying to meet a guy. And I do notice the difference in why my relationship lasted as long as it did is because even though I still was not in a good headspace when I met my husband, the difference is when I met him, there was no pressure on me meeting somebody because at that point, towards the end of my first year, I had got so many other things that I had to deal with at home ready for that first summer coming home that I was genuinely distracted. And then on the night that I met him, I was out with my friends I hadn't seen all year. So I was so caught up in that. I wasn't for once thinking about attention and finding a boy. 
And my husband was somebody that I had known for a couple of years before through college and not known him well, but we'd known of each other. So when we bumped into each other, there was no expectation on him. I just was like, hi, we had a chat and it went from there. And it was healthy because I wasn't actively looking for it. It just suddenly appeared and in my head appeared as a friendship at first. So that is already a very important lesson for me. And it was something that in my most vulnerable moments, I really had to remind myself when you feel needy or in any kind of lack because you're just feeling so heartbroken that jumping and getting some attention from somebody is not going to fix it actually half the time it makes it worse and I repeated that pattern so many times in my teens that I had to remind myself of that this time around because there were moments where especially in lockdown you would feel I don't know if it's boredom but you can't distract yourself So you just have to sit with how you're feeling. And it took me a good few months of navigating that feeling. And there were great days where I was exercising and running. And there were days where I felt like a needy 15 year old that just wanted a boy's attention to feel better. And that's just brutally honest. It's so funny. I was speaking to my friend the other day when I was planning this episode. And I said, oh, I might have to cut some stuff out. I've written some notes and I might have to cut it out. And she was like, are you having a pre-vulnerability hangover? I was like, I actually am. And I'm kind of having one now, but I think it's best. The whole point of this podcast is to be completely authentic and honest. So that's what I'm going to do. So I've kind of touched on this, but the first thing I noticed in those first couple of months of the breakup was how regularly my brain would revert to a childlike brain, to the 18, 19 year old me. But that's also because that's the last time I was single. So I didn't know how to be single as an adult. So my brain kind of just went to what it knew. So I had to reteach myself how to behave as an adult that doesn't have anybody around, can't depend on anybody, but equally doesn't have to consider anybody else. This is the time for you. Who are you? What do you want to do? I didn't know myself outside of a relationship. I really had to dig deep and find interests find things that I wanted to do because I'd lost my job I was like I can rethink my career am I enjoying it as much do I want to make a change and it's a process it's like I said there were days that were great and days that were horrendous and I think the biggest thing I noticed is how impatient I am because I just wanted to feel better I just wanted this all to be done and I wanted to feel better and sassy and independent and be the woman that I knew I could be but I wasn't giving her the time to get there I was trying to jump to the end goal without going through the grief and the emotions I needed to go through first to fully accept the end and fully accept the start of my new life and again battling with impatience was a daily battle it still occasionally happens now it's only been the last two months I would say that I have completely chilled out and thought, you know what, I am okay with where I am at and I'm okay with whatever comes next. So that's basically 10 months to 12 months that took of having to consistently practice, stop getting frustrated at myself, other people, situations, just calm down and remember where you are and remember what you've been through and what you've still got to go through. You can't jump to the end. We always want to jump to the distraction, to the next thing to feel better But the best thing to do is to feel all the ugly, horrible emotions. Have the day in bed. Have the day where you turn your phone off. Let everybody know. Don't just disappear. But turn your phone off and say, I just need to cry and feel sorry for myself and watch chick flicks and eat chocolate and do whatever it is that I need to do because I'm feeling horrendous today. You have to go through it. You can't avoid it. Because if you avoid it, it's only going to bite you in the arse later. And that's just being completely upfront with you. Something that I did find interesting and continue to find interesting because it's still happening now is after about three or four months into the breakup, every month you feel a little bit different. 
you feel a little bit more like yourself in a full way that I've never felt before, like whole on your own. I've never felt that. I've tried to make myself feel it, but I never gave up a relationship. So I was always still with another person. I'd never given myself the time to be whole just as me. And as I say, past four months, it's like you'd think, I've been more patient this month. Something that used to really upset me, that's, that's not upsetting me anymore. I've discovered that I actually really enjoy writing. I didn't know that before. And even though those emotions might change, I became so aware of my own behaviours in a way that I never had before. I think what it is, is every month, because I had no other distraction, I solely had to focus on myself. Each month I was becoming more and more self-aware, more aware of my behaviours towards myself and towards others. I noticed that I could listen better to other people because I was channeling the focus on me and what I wanted to know about that person. I was having more fun. I noticed just how much I love dancing in the mornings while I'm getting ready and blaring my music out. I just learned so many little things about me that I might have had a vague awareness around, but not really, and never paid attention to it. I was actively finding things about myself that I'd never thought of and loving them and enjoying them. And I hopefully became a better friend, a better daughter, a better sister, because I was so aware of my behaviours that I actively wanted to listen more, wanted to reach out more, wanted to be vulnerable more in ways that when you're in a relationship, or when I was in a relationship anyway, I could just kind of coast and avoid all of these things. But being so isolated and alone, I had to face everything. And once you get over the horrible, horrible feelings and you start to come up on the other side, it literally opens a whole new world and I have felt amazing and there's stuff that I actively work on. And there might be things that slightly derail you for a little bit or knock you a little bit, but you'll get back on track so much quicker. As I said, be bougie, be true, be you is all about being authentic and being real. There is no point in trying to hide anything or cover anything up. And this is the part that I was getting the biggest vulnerability hangover over, (laughs) is if I honestly, hand on heart, had to say, have I completely stayed away from men and the idea of that and attention for the last 12 months and been completely this amazing single badass lady? No, I haven't. I had a couple of moments in the first couple of months where something particularly triggered me and upset me. And again, being so alone, I downloaded a dating app, first experience, very bizarre, not really sure how I feel about it. Entertained it for a couple of hours, took myself to bed. But the thing that I loved this time around for myself is how much I could see that I've grown because the following morning I was like, do you know what, you, you, you don't want this. This is you trying to fill that void of how upset you're feeling right now. Delete the app. And I deleted it. And then a few weeks later, again, it was when I was feeling particularly vulnerable and I could notice that and I could pick up on it so much quicker than I ever have before. Downloaded a dating app. And I was so aware this time round of the energy that I was bringing to those dating apps when I did it. It was literally for two evenings and... I was needy and vulnerable and a little bit desperate because I was just wanting something to avoid and distract me from all of the pain and heartache going on around me. But both times it lasted a few hours and then I came back to reality and was like, this is not who you are anymore. You don't do this anymore. And towards the end of last year, uh, October, I think it was, I was in a really good headspace. I'd had a good few months of no attention, of just being me. And I was like... I'm in a position where I'd like to practice meeting people because our in the UK our lockdown was starting to ease a little bit and everything I've done is obviously COVID friendly, COVID safe but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back on a dating app. I tried a different one 
And I was like, but I'm going to go on it for curiosity. I had no expectations. Whereas those evenings, those two evenings, I'd briefly done it before. I had every expectation. I needed to find a Prince Charming right there and then who was going to make it all go away. This time, I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want anything. I just wanted to practice meeting people. And the experience of it was so different. And I had several positive dating experiences with somebody. It was really, really lovely. And what I enjoyed the most about that was how different I showed up into that scenario. I realised how confident I actually am. I've always thought I'm shy, I can't do this. I wasn't drinking. I was on that challenge that I talked about so much in season one of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. So I wasn't drinking at all. I had to go into this completely sober and healthily. And it was the best experience that I've had in these scenarios because I was okay being myself. I had no expectations. And because of the no expectations, I had nothing but a positive experience. And what I realised around Christmas last year is actually... I'm really happy just being me for now. I am really happy. And that was nothing to do with with how the situation went. The situation was actually incredible. I loved it. But it was different because I was focused more on myself. And I was like, I've got a lot that I want to do for me. I've got a lot of plans that I want to get done over the next couple of years. And I want to make sure I do them. I'm not going to avoid it by going into another relationship. I'm going to focus on me. So I dipped my toe in the dating pool, had a great time and I've taken it back out again. And the independent people that have always been able to do this, I admire you and I look up to you, but I am so proud of myself for how independent and happy I am on my own because I never thought I would feel that way. I never, ever, ever did. I never thought that I was enough. And by being single for this amount of time, I have fully, fully realised just that I'm too much I really enjoy who I am. I love who I am. I love what I bring. I know what I bring. I never used to think I brought anything. I just thought it was all about the guy and what they gave to me. I didn't really think I had much to offer. But I now know what I have to offer. I now know what I want. And right now what I want is to have fun on my own and live my life and sort of see what comes my way. And I never thought I would be okay with the unknown. I thought I always needed to know what was coming next, which was also part of my problem. But by being single, I have learned that it is so much fun to not know. Even when there are still stresses around you and things aren't necessarily going the way you hoped or wanted, it's all good. It's all okay. The inner strength I have got by being on my own is incredible. Another huge and massively valuable lesson to me for actually being on my own for the last 12 months is finances and my mindset around money because I was always terrified of money. I encouraged my husband to run the house and I would just pay my half into the joint account every month and be done with it. I didn't want to look at uh, car insurance deals or bill deals, you know, when you do all the comparison websites because I had only ever known money to be stressful and cause problems. And the thought of anything like that just made me want to cry. So I was more than happy for him to do it all. So I didn't learn any lessons. I avoided it because it scared me. But being on my own... For a year, I've had to learn how to solely run a house, how to find the best deals for your car insurance and your utilities and all that. And what I have learned is there is nothing to be scared of. It's a fear that I have had for such a long time and it's taken me about six months to completely realise that money is just energy. 
Money does not have to be scary. Money does not have to be daunting. I actually feel that I want to do an episode around women's mindset with finances when they're in a relationship because just even in my group of friends, most of my friends are in serious relationships or married and every single woman has such a different mindset around money and it really blows my mind because when I look at men, most of their mindsets are completely the same but women just view it totally differently and it's so complex. So, but by being on my own, I couldn't avoid learning a lesson that I really needed to learn. Had I stayed married, I probably would have carried on avoiding it for the rest of my life, but I had to learn this and I needed to know it and I should have known it all along, but I let my fear get in the way. This episode has probably been quite a bit longer than most of my solo episodes, but I felt like it was really important to give a complete honest rundown of the last year and be honest on my view about relationships. I'm a grief and relationship guide. If I'm not going to be honest about it, then what is the point in me doing what I do? And what I would want anyone to take away from this episode is time changes perspective on a lot of things, but you've got to give yourself the time. You can't avoid the feelings. You can't avoid the heartbreak. You've got to give yourself the time. Time and patience have been the two biggest lessons that I have fully felt and learnt in the last 12 months. And if I'm going to be brutally honest again... By me being single for a full year, I have become a better woman for so many reasons, as I've discussed throughout, so I won't list them all again, but you can you can make of it what you will. But if you are somebody that is debating going through a breakup, but you're scared of being alone, you're scared of what that means, maybe it is around money, maybe it's around your self-worth, whatever it might be, just know that there is no hurdle that will come your way that you will not figure out. Because I used to feel like a scared little girl that I needed a man to be safe and secure. And now I don't. I want a man at some point in my life. I will want that fulfilling relationship down the line, but I don't need them. And that took time to really get to that place. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you again soon.